Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin', and my guest today, really, really excited for this one. He came to the United States from Venezuela in 2000. He opened a food truck in 2017 and recently, in 2020, moved his operation into the Switch um, Beer and Food Hall. Richard Mendoza from El Arapone. Welcome to the show, Richard. Thank you so much, and I so I'm so happy to be here with you guys this morning or today and i mean thank you for the invitation thank you for this opportunity i'm very excited to explore with you the the food industry so i'm very excited to be here and be a guest and we're super happy to have you here um i guess i just want to kind of start off i think if you ask most omahans to define venezuelan cuisine I don't think most would have any idea how to respond or what to say. So I'll just pose that question to you. How do you describe Venezuelan food? Yeah, well, before I answer that question, I really, really would like to um, say that sometimes or most of the time when people come to uh, Latino restaurants, uh, and, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about just specifically Venezuela restaurant or Venezuelan food, I just... And, I'm talking about generally uh, Latino cuisine. Most people uh, think they are going to find like a burrito or tacos. Or, tacos <laughs> or sometimes when they see uh, something like similar, like a tortilla, they just call it that. When it's a completely, completely different um, uh, background, the food, the, the texture, the flavor. So each one of us, depending on even even if from the own Mexico, uh, food people have different food background and different city have different taste. So, but uh, answer your question, uh, I, I will say the Venezuelan cuisine is very 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 European oriented. Yeah, it's very much like that. Like it's a mix of uh, ethnicity, like from the um, indigenous food, mixed with a lot of European influence. So. Um, that's that's what I will I describe that it's it, it's not spicy. That's one of the first things I will say. Uh, it's not like uh, spicy, like burning hot, or we don't use spicy hot uh, food. So it's more based on flavor. It's more based on uh, how can bring this to the old, a different level of tasting yeah you might have to connect with your brain mm -hmm. and, and that's what i like about that yeah so when somebody approaches your your stall in in the switch now and and they're looking for a taco or burrito or something like that is that kind of frustrating to you like ah, you know i i don't understand why you know people can't get this or is that kind of like a fun opportunity for you? Like, okay, this isn't what they're expecting, but I can I can thrill them with something new. I can show them that, yeah, tacos are great, but I've got an arepa that can blow their mind. <laughs> yes, it used to be frustrating me, no anymore. Like like you say, it's a, it's a switch. It kind of like kind of changed my 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 attitude. Like when people come and say, hey, can can I get a burrito? I say, I'm sorry, this is a Venezuelan cuisine, uh, and this is what we offer. So it's like like you say, it's an opportunity for me to not only offer something different, but also to um, educate people about international cuisine. So, but uh, also it's another. This is a, a daily question people ask. Uh, you know, what is a Venezuelan food? 
going back to your first question, it's just the fact that we are the only Venezuelan restaurant in the whole Nebraska state. So that's what makes us also uh, kind of like people intrigued, people curious about it. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful experience every single day. Every single day we go there, it's something different happened, which is uh, something that I enjoy being in this industry, you know, uh, whether every single person come and say, uh, the food blow my mind. Uh, they feel my expectation. Oh, my God, I, did, I would never uh, thought that we have a Venezuelan restaurant here in Omaha. Like, how you get here from so far where south? You know, so many different questions about not just the food, but also why a Venezuelan restaurant or how a Venezuelan restaurant get into Nebraska. Well, that's so. something I wanted to ask you is like, what is that moment like for you when you see somebody bite into something that they've never had before that, you know, you're giving them that first experience of Venezuelan cuisine and you can kind of see them like have that aha moment where mm-hmm. I have no idea what a, what a patacon is. Like I didn't know what it was five minutes ago, but I ordered it and now I'm loving it. Like <laughs> what kind of a feeling is that like for you? It's very I don't know. It's very joyful feeling. It's very uh, fulfilling. Like you're doing something right. You know, it's very interesting. And that was my expectation. Like, like when people come and say, oh, my God, this is amazing. Just by the fact when I see people from far away eating my food and see them shaking their head saying how good it is, it's just very rewarding. I think it's that that is more joy than, than, than even the money we can make out of that. Because it's a job, too, you know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I want to take this opportunity to kind of introduce some people to Venezuelan uh, cuisine, things that might not be familiar to sure. not even most Amer- most Omahans, but most Americans. So I just want to throw a couple items at you, and if it's okay with you, I'd like you to describe. I'd like you to describe what they are and why they're an important part of Venezuelan culture and cuisine. Does that sound okay? Absolutely. Yes. Patacón. Patacón is a, is, is, is a sandwich. Let's, let's call it this way. It's a sandwich. But instead of using bread, we use uh, we, we grab our uh, f- fresh green plantains every day, and we peel them. We um, uh, cut it in half and deep fry. We take it out. We refry it again. We smash it and make it like a, a big uh, chip, and we compact that with lettuce, tomato, any protein or meat people want it from the menu. If they are vegetarian or vegan, we uh, we can ser- serve it all. And, 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 and that's what it is. It's two fresh green plantain, deep fry as much, make it a, a, in, a, in a sandwich. And it's all fresh. Make it from scratch. When That's one of the good things I would like people to know. Every single time they come to my restaurant, they will use they we every single day we eat, eat fresh food. We dedicate ourselves every single day to offer fresh food. Nothing from can, nothing from like frozen food, nothing like that. Everything had to be cut, everything had to be processed, and go to the customer table. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time that I saw a pot of cone on. I think it was just on the Food Network, like Guy Fieri was out somewhere and they made it, <laughs> and I was like, wait, it's a sandwich that has. Fried plantains as buns? That's amazing. Yes, like, it's, yes. it's such a crazy idea, but yes. it's also really cool, and it, and it tastes awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, next item, pepito. El pepito is um, 
Uh, it's very interesting. I don't know how to describe specifically the pepito. In Venezuela, we have it called the pepito. A lot of people say it's going to be a hot dog. Other people will say it's a field steak, you know. Other people will say it's a giant torta. Uh, so it's so many things, but uh, it's, it's, it's just an explosion of many different flavors. It's a, well, in my restaurant, we use a nine-inch uh, uh, nine long uh, bread with the um, with the patty sausage patty and we use a lot of fresh cabbage um, we use um, any whatever people want to put in there we they can put uh, chicken ground beef shredded beef uh, we have our popular signature uh, chicken salad it's called reina pepiada with a shredded chicken and creamy avocado salad it's delicious that is really 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 our top sell and you can even add that to the to the pepito, so you can, in the pepito you can build your own too. So it has uh, potato sticks, and it has bacon. It has six different sauces in there, and you really need to be hungry to eat it. <laughs> it's not something that you just like. Oh my god, it looks pretty, but it, also you be, you barely had to be empty. This is a food coma sandwich. Yes, yeah, you're gonna yes. you're gonna be you're gonna be full and happy after <laughs> this thing. All right, so now that we've gotten a little bit of an introduction, I kind of want to get into your background a little sure. bit more. Um, you grew up in Venezuela. How did you get into cooking? Uh, family. Yeah, this is all family um, get-together, like any traditional uh, family. You know, um, I used to, um, living in Venezuela, I used to um, be living with my aunt and uncle um, bar in their house, and, and her, uh, my aunt and her husband, and and every weekend they had a tradition to invite their siblings, their their relatives to, to, to come over and cook. So that was something that I hated because I know they're going to put me in the kitchen every weekend. Every morning we had to get up and start cutting tomatoes, start cutting onions. And we had to be ready by noon because everybody would show up for lunch. So we pretty much do that every weekend. And that's how I learned how to cook personally. From my 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 family, from my family, every and we are a big big family. My my mom she had like uh, seven siblings. My my dad had four, but my mom have a big family. So my mom she had ten children. Oh wow! So yeah, so you can imagine we, that, that's a lot of volume. We a lot, a lot of people, out. a lot of people to feed every weekend. So that's how that that's how they kind of keep up busy during the weekend. Yeah, cooking. I can see why, as a child, you didn't love that, and that's yes. a lot of work, I'm sure. But do you look on it now with, like, really positive memories? Uh, absolutely. Right now, it's, 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 it's amazing. I mean, uh, and keep in mind, too, uh, my background wasn't that privilege of having, like, a, a lot of food on the table. Even though we were get-together, it's just more for family. And, and we just, even we didn't have money to buy the food, we at least make a soup. And we made fun, like we made that moment fun. So yes, it, it, it's beautiful. I would never change my childhood for anything. Yes. Oh, you mentioned earlier that people are always asking you about how you got to the U.S. I'm sure you've yes. gotten that thousand there that question a thousand times. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, day, I'm yes. gonna be a thousand and one because <laughs> I'm gonna ask you now. How on earth did you get from that place where you were in Venezuela? to not only America, but of all places in America, Omaha, Nebraska. Yes. Uh, well, it's very interesting. I can tell this story both ways, in a good way and a bad way, but uh, let's keep it everything positive. Today. Yeah, let's tell the good let's, story. Let's go start the good stuff, right? Uh, so 
When I was in Venezuela, I graduated from a high school. Actually, by the uh, when I was 18, I graduated from high school, and I was working with my brother, but I was very involved with the uh, church, Catholic church. I was very much involved. I have a brother who is a Catholic priest, too. Uh, so they Im- uh, I got a, a, an invitation to explore the vocation of prayer. So I wanted to, I was so much involved in the church. The um, I met with some several vocation directors, and they invited me to come to the U.S. to explore the more deeply uh, my uh, inside my, my my relationship with God. So uh, I got a scholarship coming to the U.S. to work in the seminary for, and and that's how I came here through uh, uh, through the religious process of become a priest. So I spent eight years in the monastery and the seminary uh, trying to to be one. Uh, but it didn't work. God's plan, God knows why. But um, I'm a happy person right now. And like I say, uh, worshiping with food and celebrating with food is something that I enjoy now too. So how did you move from that vocation into getting into the restaurant industry? Ah, that's <laughs> that's a something that happened by I will say no by by coincidence. Let's say this it was a coincidence. I it wasn't it wasn't in my plans. I wasn't planning to do this. Uh back in two thousand sixteen, um I was working as a legal assistant for a law firm and um I wanted to do something different. I wanted to explore something different and I went to the real estate um World, I start. I went to the to school to get ready to be a realtor, sell house, do re- renovation, do a lot of things, and um, that was when I, I was focused on. Uh, back then, you know, the situation in Venezuela is horrible. A lot of people are just fleeing, like desperately trying to get out because of the political situation over there. So back then, I started my mom's process to bring her here to the U.S., and she got here back in 2016, and two days after she got here, she got a heart attack. So, yes, she had a heart attack, and she got hospitalized, and through that process, uh, the doctors were able kind of to save her, and it was debating because she needed to have some bile to be removed from her heart to be replaced. But at the same time, through the process of taking care of her heart, they find out also that she had colon cancer. So I was just a mess at that moment. It was a year, uh, eight months. She got eight months in the hospital. I couldn't keep going with the school. I had to keep myself working regularly because we had a lot of expense to pay too because, you know, when you have someone in the hospital, there's a lot of things. Even if they had coverage or insurance, whatever, they ha- we had to spend a lot of money. So I have a I have a good friend who say, you know, your food is really amazing. Let's try this. And I was desperately for to do something quick. And and I say, what can what can we do? Let's do Venezuelan food. I say, no, hell no, I don't <laughs> want to do that. And I say, yeah, let's do it. And I say, okay, let's, let's try. So, But I don't want to have a restaurant because it's so much responsibility. I don't know how profitable that is going to be. I don't know what I'm getting into. So let's do it. I know you, you, 
your cooking skills, and I think that would be good. And I said, okay. And that's when we decided to invest in a food truck and start selling food. So what what was that process like of of setting the food truck up and, and determining your menu? Basically, everything getting ready to open this thing. I wanted to do something. Uh, I wanted to do something that people just go, grab it, and go quick, you know. Uh, and that's what I decided to do. Empanadas, arepas, and patacones, which is, I think, that's something we will do quick. Uh, but it was frustrating at first because... Having the food truck, the only Venezuelan uh, food in Nebraska, and a food truck, no money for marketing, no money for publicity. Uh, We just start, like, from nothing. And it was frustrating because we spent weeks and only one item sold. Really? Yes, yes, it was. It was. I say, I told you. I used to. Use, I used to tell my business partner. I told you, this is not going to work. This is going to be. This is this is a disaster already, and he say, "Don't we will get there? We will get there." And sometimes I say, "Okay, we are going to get there." When he got frustrated, so, um, but little by little, people start noticing the food truck. Start getting into know. We didn't even have money to pay the food truck association fee. We didn't even have that budget, and, <laughs> and it was so hard. It was really hard, but uh, we make it. We make it. So you know where we are right now. Yeah, you guys are doing fantastic right now. It's it's truly inspiring to see Thank how you far so that you've come. Um, so what was like, you know, you mentioned that the, the initial response was a, a little bit slow. People, yes. you know, they didn't necessarily yes. know what they were getting into. Yes. But when, when they did come up to the truck, were they... Were they intrigued? Were they confused? Like, what what was what were those initial customer interactions like? Uh, well, when they were the fir- first experience just seeing the truck and kind of exposed to this type of food, they say, what is that? You know, kind of like, it's something exotic, I will say. I would like to use that word. Like, should I get into it or no? You know, kind of that, like, yes or no? Like, that little worry but at the same time i'm scared but i want it i like this it's like when you go to a hunting house mm-hmm. during halloween <laughs> you know they're going to scare you but you even you go in yeah yeah so yeah. that i think that's how i would describe how people react to the to the my first customer and right now it's just the word of mouth people i will I, I i used to tell people and that's one of, that's one of my phrases i use every single day if you try you will be back yeah and that's been happening since the first day of the first customer we there, they try and everybody have been coming back. That's exactly what happened to me. I remember the first time I tried it in the food truck, I came back the next day because I was like, that was awesome. I want to experience more of this. So, Thank you. So you said for the first couple of weeks, there was one food item that was being sold. What was that one item? Uh, the first, uh, it was the Reina Pepiada. Yeah. We still on top of the list. And the Empanada for sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of people wanted to try the empanadas because it's something they heard before. Mm-hmm. And when they say, oh, I want to try the empanada. And the funny part of this is they, they were expecting something sweet. And our empanadas are not sweet at all. They have meat, chicken, ground beef, chuerri beef, ham and cheese. We even have a, an empanada that's called pabellón, like the arepa or the Venezuelan national dish which is the pabellón, 
And inside the, that hot pocket, because that's how, when people say, what is an empanada? It's a hot pocket. Um, it, 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 the pabellón is the, the, the item they have, the um, black bean, shredded beef, fried plantain. You have a lot of cheese in it, and then everything is compact and deep fried, and people just grab it and eat it. So that's, that's, that's the most thing I would say we start summing up quick. The pavillon, that's something that I wanted to ask you about, so we'll take a quick detour here. You just listed out the ingredients. That's a lot of kind of wild stuff coming yes. together. Can you kind of yes. tell me the history behind that dish and, like, how all those flavors work together? Yes. Well, Venezuela and Colombia, we are, like, together. Mm-hmm. But uh, we kind of eat similar, but everything is different. So, you know, uh, Colombia has what is called bandeja paisa. Uh, which is kind of a little similar to what pabellón can be, but uh, the ingredients are completely different and processed different, but the presentation is similar, which means it's a lot of things in one plate. So um, our pabellón, and, and in my restaurant, we're trying to do it how we do it back home in Venezuela. Uh, it's just a, uh, it's a plate of uh, fresh uh, baked uh, black beans, seasoning shredded beef, um, uh, we have plantain, we fry an egg, we have rice, we have um, uh, cheese. So all blend together. Uh, when we put that in arepa, I love to have the plantain in between. And when I say plantain, this is the sweet plantain. It's not the green one from the patacon. This is completely different plantain. It's just because the plantain is sweet. So everything is kind of a little salty and flavored. So the sweetness will break all the flavor and mix men together. So it's just when you when you buy and you kind of feel the 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 beans in your mouth, but at the same time, I, the 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 sweet plantain kind of wash your mouth and oh now I'm feeling the the beef. Oh now I'm feeling the cheese. Oh now I can taste the the taste the the, the egg. So the 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 sweet plantain kind of Allows all the protein, the, the the flavors come together, and at the same time, you can uh, experience uh, each flavor individually too, you, even though they are together. You just like the way that you sum that up described my first experience having it perfectly, and just that I was kind of confused as I was eating it. I was like, I've got so many different flavors and textures coming at me at once, but. They work together. Like, it's a yes. weird it's a weird team, but it's uh-huh. a team that is very successful. It's, yes. it's a very delicious sandwich, or you can get it in empanada form, like you yes. mentioned. Yes, yes. Um, getting back to the story, at what point, you know, you mentioned those first couple weeks were, were pretty sparse in terms yes. of customers. People didn't exactly know what to expect. You didn't have a marketing budget, pretty much relied on word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. At what point did the ball kind of start to get rolling a little bit where more and more people started coming and it was like, okay, maybe this thing could work? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the role is start coming when the South American community start getting noticed as, you know, when Colombians, um, the, co- the Colombia community here in Omaha, this, the, the, uh, the uh, Cubans, the um, Puerto Ricans, community start noticing us. So that's when we start noticing. We got the support from Southern um, community like Ecuador, Colombians, uh, Puerto Rico, Cuba, Cubans. Um, they start hearing about us. So that's how they start coming into us. So I hopefully 
Uh, and and thanks to all the community, Latino community who start noticing us, that's how we start getting the voice out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes. And for me the point was, you know, that was the fire test, you know, when you offering the southern food and somebody from south come to try and and they approve it. This is amazing. This is good. I remember when I was in the street and my mom calling me for dinner. That's that those beautiful oh my goodness. Just coming to eat here, you just brought me back home when my when I used to visit my grandma back in and her house in Colombia and she cooked this for me. So that was so beautiful to see and to experience with them. I wish so much that this were like that we had a visual medium right now, just to see your face light up when you're describing <laughs> those comments is just, it's such yeah, a joy. And I think that that's something honestly that someone can see anytime that they visit LR Opone. I mean, I, I specifically remember the first couple times I came in, the food was excellent and that's what kept me coming back. But the thing that I remember the most is just how exuberant and bright and friendly you were. And I think that, <laughs> That kind of attitude and your just your joyfulness is something that probably helped you a lot in those early days when when there weren't a lot of customers that you yes. would just take joy in. Maybe we're only serving a couple of people, but I'm going to make these people's experience just that great. Is that is that something you've had to work on? Is that just your natural disposition? Like, <laughs> how, how are you just such a joyful, happy guy? Well, uh, yes. I, I, I don't know. This is who I am. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That's I, I. When I wake up every morning, I just say thanks God for at least allow me to see the sun today, or allow me to see the snow today, or allow me to see the rain today. So, um, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I'm a person who who struggle a lot. I have a lot of struggles. I have a lot of um, issues. I have a, a lot of uh, um, personally personal. Um, things that I need to work on myself. But at the same time, my brain, myself, my attitude uh, tells me this is something that you can control. There's something that if you let this to control yourself, you will be miserable. And I choose not to be miserable. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have a problem and if I worry about that problem, i creating another problem. So, I mean, I just trying to see every single day, every single moment that I have as an opportunity to grow and as an opportunity to to absolutely express the other person how good can be the day today. So, yes. So, but uh, I will say this too. Probably my employee will think different than you are right now. <laughs> yeah. So you know how it is. So. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that you know you you experience a lot of validation when when um, some of the Colombian people in Omaha started to to really yes. enjoy your food and I'm they started very- to express that. When when did like. When did the rest of Omaha kind of catch on? Like, did did those did those people start getting the word out for you? Yes. Like, h- yes. how did the people who'd never experienced your food yes. kind of start becoming yes. disciples? Uh, you know, social media helps right now a lot. 
I, I cannot say the social media helping a lot. And I have a friend who is a Venezuelan friend who helped us with a business website on Facebook because it's free. So that's why we were able to to get. Um, and it's still, we're still struggling with budgets for the things. You know, the pandemic was horrible for everybody. So we're still having the, con- we're still living the consequences of, of that situation. Uh, but, um, but I, I will say, I don't know. I just sometimes I, I remember I will say I just going to quote one of my clients. I will quote one of my clients, and I will say, "Oh my God, I see that food truck every single day that I don't know what they sell, but I see it so every day that I would like to try what they sell." And I think that's what people start getting into. Curious seeing that. Food truck on 72nd every single day, Monday through Monday, is standing there. So, yes. Um, and I don't know. I, I think I, I will say the word of mouth. People start commenting, getting five star, getting uh, inviting other people. Once they post a picture and they share that into their Facebook and say how good it is, people don't know how much power they have. That's the best. I mean, when people do that for us, for any restaurant in Omaha, they eat the food, they take a picture, and they say how wonderful it is. That helps us a lot. So that's what I always say. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for doing that because um, you are one person, but behind you, you have, like, even though you don't know those people, two million friends on Facebook, they will see that post. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, clearly, the the food truck made quite an impact on the Omaha food scene because yes. you got the opportunity to move into the switch um, yes. in twenty twenty. What what was that process like? Crazy, <laughs> crazy. I can tell you, frustrated too. Like I say, everything started with frustration. Like, <laughs> Had you noticed that? <laughs> we were in the middle of the pandemic. I didn't want it to open the restaurant. I, I, I didn't, but I already signed the contract. I was trapped. So we supposed to open in April. April turned to June, to May. I'm sorry, May turned to June until June 20. We decided, okay, let's do this. And it was a soft opening. We couldn't do marketing. We couldn't do much. And, you know, with I, I'm so pleased that when the switch opened, they were so absolutely care about everything. So we tried to keep everything super clean after a, a, each visit. I mean, and people started noticing that. It was a brand new building. It was brand new. So it may help people to see um uh, how say they were that helped a lot uh, but at the same time we couldn't promote because we couldn't have a big crowd inside the building but uh, it was uh, uh, for me it kind of was a, a plus too it was good to start look my restaurant in a restaurant setting mm-hmm. and working as low the way we were working during the pandemic it allows me to see okay what can I do better and how we can keep this up so right now i will say 2020 was the training for me and right now i'm ready to roll the ball you mm-hmm. know what i mean i'm ready to to take the challenge this industry will bring from for me well i think that's something that i've heard other other chefs and restaurant owners express about the pandemic that i think is really interesting is obviously horrible 
for yes. the for the restaurant industry. It was devastating in in so many ways. But it because things were slower, it kind of allowed people to step back and kind of take a look at their business and really maybe iron some things out or develop exactly. new dishes and or develop new processes that you just don't have time to work on exactly. during a normal schedule. Exactly. What, what, what was that like for you? What did you learn during the pandemic that, that maybe makes your restaurant stronger today? Uh, what make my, uh, the pandemic, I will say value people. I think value the customers. So what the pandemic teach me is okay, without people, we are nothing. And without people, we don't have a business. So it doesn't matter, like you say, it doesn't matter how you feel today. You have to make a better day for everybody. So the pandemic teach me not only not only value you your business, not only value what you do, but also value who take it from you. So that's that's what exactly the pandemic teach me. You know, without the people out there who been stressful too, they come to me to experience my food. They also need to experience, uh, like you say, uh, a nice, joyful um, customer service. That's what, that. That's I think that's that's the key right now for me. Like. You know, we are humans. We are human based. So let's make a better day for for everybody. Yeah, you know that. I think that's what the pandemic really teach me. You can you can be very successful in whatever you do, mm-hmm. but if you don't have the people, you are nothing. If you don't have the customer, you have the, the consumers. Uh, it's nothing to be proud about. You know what I mean? Yeah, beautifully said. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a quote from you a couple of years ago. Uh, it was in a magazine article. You said, Omaha is my home. I'm thankful for Omaha, and I'm grateful to America. It's the home I was looking for. I've learned so much from this city. And I found that quote so interesting because I feel like you've taught Omahans so much about Venezuelan cuisine and yes. culture and food. Like, what have you learned from Omaha? I feel like you've been the teacher, but you said Omaha's taught you as well. Yes, yes. And I keep saying that because, um, and I, and I, I mean... Despite of all the difficulties we're going through every single day, Omaha, for me, has been a city that we have everything we need, but we don't have as much we would like to have. You know what I mean? And 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 it's a it's, it's a it, Omaha is a city that's growing in progress. It's growing every day, but uh, I don't know. The people here are very kind to me. I mean, I mean, yes, I, I, we have some people over there that, you know, yes, but uh, to me, I, I had to be so grateful for everything here in Omaha, you know, the people, the community, my neighbors, uh, my jobs that I've been before, you know, it's a lot of respect. People have some res- a lot of respect here, so I like the community for, I don't, I mean, even my house, even approaching me, I, I don't know. I don't have any complaints about the system or the or the work. I don't know. I I enjoy, I enjoy. Even if I if I win the lottery, I would never leave Omaha. I I love this. I love Omaha. 
Well, that's fantastic to hear, yeah. and, and we are very lucky to have you. I, I would just like to give a personal plug to LR Pone. Like, oh, thank between, you. Between you and the Hunger Block, I've just become like an arepa junkie. I <laughs> I absolutely love arepas. Your empanadas yeah. are fantastic. Every meal I've ever had there is really, really good. And and like you said, it, it's just it's very nice because, yeah, you can sit down, you can enjoy, or it can be very grab-and-go. It's, it's yes. something that, you know, if you need a quick lunch or something – Bam, you can just grab an arepa. That's something you can eat in the car pretty easily. Or you can just put yourself I'm to... I'm going to give you an exclusive. I'm sorry? I'm going to gi- I want to give you an exclusive. Give I me an exclusive. Yes, yes. I haven't taught anybody yet, but I, we're still working on that. Uh, um, we are working and open a food restaurant right now. We, we are remodeling the restaurant, so... We are going to have a dining restaurant, a full restaurant with full menu. With really, with yes, yes, I have. Yeah, we well, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. So it's going to be in Bellevue by the Air Bay. So it's going to be a full restaurant. Uh, just a lot of pond will be there, and we are going to be serving dishes like when we talk about El Pabellón. Uh, we talk about La Llanera. Instead of being arepa grab and go, it's going to be more. Sit down meals with full place, full menu, everything. So, yes, we are working on that. I, have, I haven't said you, this is the first media or first people I've been commenting this, but I've been working on this. Wow. Yes. I was excited for this interview before I knew even knew this. Like, this is breaking news to me. Yes, this is, it is. This is awesome. I'm Not to... Not to put you on the spot at all, but do you have any idea when, when that might be open or do you have any timeline? Uh, I don't know. Um, well, my... My goal, my is like probably open by the middle of July, early August of this year. Okay, but you know how it is. Sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, so, we won't, we won't hold you to that. Yeah, stuff, stuff happens, stuff so, comes up. But so yes, that's that's. But I, you guys, I will absolutely let you guys know uh, when the 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 restaurant will be ready and running. That is phenomenal. I'm so excited. People, this this is big news. Like to get a chance <laughs> to try this food in a sit-down setting is is yeah. really really fun. So, I think going off of that, I'll I'll let you go on this question. I feel like a lot of diners, you know, are kind of hesitant to kind of get out of their their food ruts, I like to call it. Like so many people, like you said, you know, they come, they look for a taco, they look yeah. for a burrito. People like to, you know, stick with burgers or sandwiches and yes. stuff. Yeah. You're offering something different. It's yeah. it's not, maybe not something that people are familiar with, but it's delicious. And once they have it, they love it. So what, what would you say to diners who are just a little bit hesitant about trying new things, just to have an open mind, I guess? Well, ask question when they they're hesitating when they when they don't know what to do, and even sometimes I have a lot of people who they stand in my restaurant because you know it's a full hall, so they the customer have the opportunity to walk around, see the restaurant on the wall, and sometimes I see some people they they start looking, reading, and they still lost. So, and like I said in the in the beginning when we were when we started the interview. It's like a hunting house. You know, you know that you're going to get scared, but if you're, you, you made your mind whether to go in or not. So just ask questions. Help, help us ask to help you to make the right choice. And with two or three questions that we probably will ask about what you like, we will have a perfect um, uh, recommendation for, for, for your experience. Yeah. 
Well, this has been fantastic. We got to learn about Venezuelan cuisine. We got to hear about your history. We got to break some news about a new yeah. restaurant, which I'm super excited for. Thank you. Richard, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. This is this has really just been such a pleasure. I just want to thank you guys for the wonderful job you are doing. You don't know how grateful, how fantastic, fa- fantastic I felt to be here today. So um, I just... Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know what else to say. Just, <laughs> just full of joy for being here. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for um, um, coming over and eating my restaurant because I see you all the time there. So thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Just gratefulness all around. Yes. And yes. just to extend that gratefulness one more step, Omaha, thanks for eating with us. Ahura Media Production.